Hello and welcome to CC Me In, hosted by me, Olivia Hayes. On this podcast, we're going to loop you in on the lives and careers of the people who are trailblazers and brand builders, brought to you by Sosu Cosmetics and Dripping Gold, and recorded on location at Sosu HQ in front of our live audience, aka our team. If you're loving CC Me In, please make sure to find us on your favourite podcast platform and hit subscribe. It means the absolute world to us. I'm so delighted to welcome our guest, Mark Rogers. Mark is a PR influencing and marketing genius who's famous for his amazing Instagram content. We chatted about how his mom saved him from a beauty disaster. She was like, what happened to you? Are you okay? And um, I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. And she was like, you need to go to the bathroom and fix your face. The bloggers unveiled era. It was such a weird time. It was where we first kind of got that taste of like, the backlash and yeah. the negativity. And why you need a thicker skin than ever to survive on social media in 2023. Obviously, myself and my husband are both online. And, like, it could cause friction within your relationship as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It really yeah. could. We will also have Suzanne join us again a little later on to tell you the story behind the one and only Hot Fire Palette. It was one of the first big launches for Sosu Cosmetics and to this day lives on as one of the best. So there you have it. You're CC'd in. Now let's meet Mark. Mark, how are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you for coming in. Oh my God, this setup is gorgeous. Can you come do my house like this? I would quite like it. To be fair, there's been a lot of changes to the set. So, you know. It looks lovely. It I'm does. here for no, it. It works out first. quite well. Yeah, it's beautiful. So, to begin things, I want to do a small little beauty Q&A with you. Oh God, right. You are an absolutely like stunning beauty mastermind. So I'm really <laughs> looking forward to your uh, to your answers. Okay. First question, what was your first encounter with beauty? Um, so, God, so I um, <laughs> I was going to say, have a real humble brag moment. I am much older than I look. Um, I, I'm 36 and I started in beauty like when I was 17, 18. And I actually started in the world of theatre. So okay. I trained in drama and theatre studies. I was one of those theatre kids. I was in a rugby school and while everyone was doing rugby, I went and learned ballet. So I was in ballet class. Oh, wow. Yeah, that was, <laughs> the bullies loved that. But Jesus. I will say that, yeah, that was kind of, theatre was kind of my first uh, like kind of interaction mm. because we learned like you had to put makeup on for you stage. You have to have quite heavy makeup on for stage. It was the days of, I don't know if you remember these, Livia, <laughs> you are but a child, a fetus in the world, but... <laughs> You know, pan sticks, you know, oh. like Max Factor pan sticks. So they kick. were literally the most disgusting thing. You would pop them on. They gave you full coverage, but they would never set. They would just roll off your face for days. And so you just added more and more oh, and yeah. more. So, yeah. So um, theatre was kind of my first interaction with um with beauty and with makeup. But actually, it was a really great way to learn because, you know, it was all about, you know, the parts of your face you needed to accent. You always yeah. had to have a brow on, which obviously I am brow obsessed. And that's probably where the obsession started, I suppose. So that was kind of my first interaction with beauty. That was way back in the day. Way, uh, thank you, Olivia. <laughs> <laughs> back in my day. Yeah, yeah. No, it was a really long time ago. So yeah, but yeah, that was my first, my first interaction. And I kind of fell in love with it from there and then. Yeah. I think like... There's a thing about beauty when you first interact with it and like you put on that little bit of extra coverage mm-hmm. and, you know, everyone has a, some insecurities of like different things you want to hide or things you want to conceal. Yeah. And you get used to having that little bit of coverage or that little bit of glow. 
kind of addictive. It's oh, kind yeah, of like absolutely. the next day you're like, oh, well, I look pants now. I need to put <laughs> something on. So like it kind of started in like the theatre world. And then I was like, oh, but what, like why? In the outside I, world. Yeah. Yeah. I it brought, continued on. I brought it everywhere. Brought Amazing. it everywhere. But yes, yeah, so that's kind of where the love started, I'd say. Now yeah. you mentioned pan six back then. Yeah. Next question. What was your biggest beauty mishap? Oh, I know this one straight out the gate. <laughs> this is also one of my first interactions with beauty and it was buying a bronzer um, on in a Debenhams when <laughs> Debenhams was alive. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Debenhams. Uh, but we, yeah, I went and bought a bronzer on the ground floor and I was meeting my mom on the cafeteria area on the top floor. Um, and it was at the time, this particular bronzer didn't have a mirror in the lid at the time. Okay. Uh, so there was no mirror it was like one of my first ever real beauty purchases. Yeah. And I bought it on the ground floor and it's a really strong pigmented bronzer. And there was a little brush in it. Yeah. And I started, got on the escalator, no mirror, and was like, I am going in. Oh, I am going in. Oh. I popped on that bronzer, felt I was really living for it. I was like, I must look unbelievable. I am sun-kissed. I sat down uh, with my mom in the cafeteria and my mom was looking at me. Obviously, first of all, I was her lovely gay son who is now embracing makeup. I was giving her a new shock every day. Um, but she uh, she was like, what happened to you? Are you okay? And um, I was like, yeah, I'm absolutely fine. And she was like, you need to go to the bathroom and fix your face. Oh gosh. And basically because it was a pure pigment, I looked like a chimney sweep. I literally had like just two big stripes here. I dusted it over my nose, but literally it was just the most horrific thing you've ever seen in your whole entire life. So yeah, that was, that was uh, a challenge. And also... I think I had a real battle with understanding how to use tan as well. Okay. I had some oh. major tan disasters throughout the years, but I don't think I'm alone with that. I think no. we've all had our moments and we're we're thankful now that there's people to show us how to actually do it. Oh yeah. Uh, but yes, I've had many makeup disasters in my in my time. Uh, but yeah, that was probably my first one. Yeah. And that my was mom, a big one. My mom was there to hold my hand and help At me. At least she didn't Thanks let you Ange. go like through the streets of Dublin, you know. I mean, um, Ange has a funny sense of humor. I wouldn't put a pastor <laughs> if she was going to let me just go the whole day with that whole thing. But no, she she had my back. She was my beauty bestie and she sent me to the bathroom. Amazing. To sort my face out. Yeah. Brilliant. So. Sort your face out. <laughs> so you've been on quite a journey this year, but before we get to that, yes. I want to bring it right back. Where did you begin in this industry? Uh, God, it's it's kind of a weird one. And actually, it's a part that a lot of people actually don't really know or understand. And therefore, I think people kind of don't really... I, th- I think I I confuse a lot of people. Okay. <laughs> Confusion is my brand. No, I think, um, yeah, I think people are a bit confused because obviously I uh, I started back in the day, I trained in uh, Trinity in drama and theatre studies. That's where I kind of started out. Yeah. Uh, and then I started because, you know, I was working as a dancer and as um, a performer and it's hard. Like yeah. you don't, it's hard to, like you're living job to job. You don't have consistent pay. And mm-hmm. there's a lot of people in that world who fall into the beauty world. Yeah. So they do, you know, they need like a job. They get a job in Debenhams as like a temp and they, you know, fill in the gaps between gigs or things they're doing. So I was actually between doing um, a show on a cruise ship and I had like a three month space where I was going to uh, go to America to a tour in America, okay. uh, which was all very exciting. Um, and I 
needed three months of work. I needed to pay my rent. Yeah. So I went and got a job on the benefit counter in uh, Debenhams at the time. And this was literally when I was like 21 or something. Yeah. Uh, and I kind of got into the beauty thing kind of from there um, and started kind of a journey with benefit then. And then from there, like social media was kind of just starting to kick off. And mm-hmm. when I say social media was starting to kick off, like the first social media platform was Twitter. So basically yeah, I yeah. launched Benefits Twitter at the time. Oh my God. Um, and like that was a big thing. You had to tweet like six times a day or something. I was like, oh <laughs> what do I say? I was, yeah, I was like, what? Is, what do I, I know, you know, Benefit had like this sense of humor thing. So they mm-hmm. always wanted you to be funny. Okay. And I was like, geez, it's hard to be funny six times a day every day. Like it's a lot of work. Um, so yeah, so we did that. And then basically I kind of grew with that brand. Mm-hmm. I worked with them for over 15 years. Um, and kind of grew with them. And as their team grew, I kind of grew with the team. So I launched the marketing team for wow. them here. Um, and uh, people kind of, I think because I didn't, sh- I don't show a huge amount of like my day job, I yeah, suppose, on social, um, that I, a lot of people don't realize that actually I, that's what I do. Like marketing is kind of what I have done now for the last like 15 years. Um, but I kind of fell into it through like, you know, beauty and makeup and the love of that. And then I got to market something that I just was really passionate about. So it was kind of like the dream. That is amazing. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. It really was. Um, And I kind of like, you know, I went and learned and, you know, Benefit are a great brand. They're a global brand. So I got to learn so many things about how they do things. um, And also what like marketing strategy looks like and I launched their Facebook after that then their good old Instagram good old Facebook then Instagram then Snapchat for a while and then uh, obviously TikTok is the the latest thing but I've, I've kind of seen all of the platforms like come and go and then obviously the way in which they did things changed so much and I kind of that's how my influencing side kind of got in there yeah, and how I, I was going to ask like you know you obviously didn't start out in the influencing role no. but you have grown to it's be... It's so weird because I think about this because obviously Suzanne, we're here in the office, I was thinking about Suzanne and actually Suzanne was the first, like she was the first person out there who had like a blog. So Sumi, um, hello. Hel- hello, <laughs> so Sumi. Um, but it, it's kind of it's kind of weird because I worked with, there's so many of the influencers now who I have worked with throughout the years, like before Suzanne Jackson was really Suzanne Jackson. Mm-hmm. It We, um, I remember there was a Diet Coke campaign that we did. Okay. And Suzanne was the first ever... Uh, blogger that we actually worked with. So we had Suzanne come to do an event with us in Debenhams. Jeez, Debenhams, it's a pity they're gone because they're getting a great advertisement here, aren't they? (laughs) Tell you, if they were still here today, they'd be doing well. Um, But yes, so in Debenhams, we did this big event with Diet Coke and uh, Suzanne was the person they were doing and I was doing a makeup demo on Suzanne and she was posting it on like her Facebook and on the blog at the time. Um, But it's mad that like so many years ago, like that literally is 16 years ago, at least I would say. And she was kind of the first person that I interacted with in the like, blogger in the industry yeah in the vlogger world uh, but the same has kind of happened with like other influencers like Pippa I was the makeup artist when she was a model oh so God, like yeah. I was doing Pippa's makeup when she was doing like all the fashion shows yeah the same with Tara Tara yeah. was like a model and then Tara ended up yeah. coming and working for us at Benefit at the time so like I, I we've had all these kind of relationships yeah. so I was kind of 
in the those groups of people. So when those people started to get a following, I would maybe be doing their makeup or doing their okay. brows, and then they would be sharing me or what I would be doing. Yeah. But I think it was in like 2015 that I was like, okay, I'm going to try create some content. I'm going to yeah. try make a video and like show people how to do their brows, which was the thing I was. What really was the first platform you you Instagram kind of, Instagram yeah. Instagram was where I first kind of tried to start I remember I got for Christmas I was like I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do it and <laughs> yeah, I um, knew me. yeah and I got at the time like uh phones weren't as good I actually said like <laughs> I was at the Flintstones like it's really wasn't that long ago but you're you, you, at that time people would have like a camera yeah. that they would record all their content on and then you would edit it and then you would upload it to Instagram Instagram wasn't as like high tech like Instagram basically has an editing suite in there now whereas back then you had to edit everything somewhere else and then bring it in and post it on Instagram so I I got a camera for Christmas and I was like I'm gonna do this I I do remember like I I had like maybe at the time like 3,000 followers just from association Mm. of like meeting people and people shouting me out or whatever and I then started to upload content. And that, like, from that day, I completely changed my shift on how I use social media because I don't, I don't, I I have 50,000 followers. I don't have a massive number of followers in comparison to the other people out there. Mm -hmm. I don't really focus on the follower number and I don't really do things like, I don't do, like, big giveaways to try and, like, grow my following or anything because I actually, the part I love is creating content. I love creating like funny, weird reels and like using kind of special effects and trying to find new ways to create like exciting content. And from that first day when I made that first brow video, that's where I kind of fell in love with it. I was like, I love doing this part. I love making the content. I love editing it. I love the whole process. Can be super frustrating at times. But um, that was the part that I really kind of fell in love with. So moving on, you recently announced that you took on a new venture, which is very exciting. Yes. So tell us a little bit about that in 23D Agency. Yeah, so basically I obviously have been working with Benefit for a really long time. So it was time for a change for me because, you know, as a business, it has gotten to a point now where it's super established, yeah. um, you know, and it's doing really, really well. Um, and I wanted to change. I wanted something a little bit different. And I've always kind of had a bit of a, you know, a fear. I've always had that like job that, you know, everyday job that would pay the rent every month yes, or pay the mortgage. Of course. And moving into something that was like your own business or, you know, having a business partner in was like super daunting. It was super daunting. And I was scary. I was terrified. So I kind of wanted to do it for like two years or so. And obviously the lovely Siobhan Murray, mm-hmm. who uh, started 23 The Agency, is one of my best pals. Uh, and it was about four years ago that she launched the agency. And I gave her a kick up the ass to say, you need to go and do this. Like okay. You need to go and do this. You are... Like you've wanted this for so long. Yeah. And it's become, I don't mind saying, one of the most successful influencer or talent management agencies that I think we have in Ireland. I think the way they do it is absolutely sublime. Um, so basically, with all my fear in the world, Siobhan basically came forward and said, Look, I know you really want to do this thing. You want to go out and start your own agency. Um, you know, why don't you do it with me? Why don't we do it together? Uh, which is so much fun because yeah. honestly, like getting to work with your best pal every day, like makes such a big difference. But also we wanted to do something a little bit more different. Mm-hmm. So obviously we're a marketing and pure agency. So we do all marketing activations for any brand, uh, any pure for any brand. 
And it is so exciting to me because I've worked with one brand forevermore, yeah. uh, which I love and I still love that brand. Of but course. I'm talking about a different brand doing a different thing every single day. And it's so exciting. Yeah. So, so exciting. And also it's new. It's a it's a fresh business. Of course. And we get to decide how we do it. Yeah, that's the good thing do about you know it. No one's telling me what to do. <laughs> it's brilliant. I absolutely love it. Um, but yeah, it just means that, you know, the shackles are off. We can do like things that are a little bit more, you know, risky, a little bit more edgy, a little bit yeah. more exciting because, you know, obviously I worked for a global brand before. It's super tight on what you yeah, can and yeah, can't yeah. do. And they're a very innovative brand. But at the end of the day, you know, I want to shake it up a little bit. Yeah, want to absolutely. do something different. So yeah. I suppose as well, like working with your best friend. Yeah. Are you able to be like, feck off? Oh yeah. You know, if they... You oh, know. we... The great thing about me and Siobhan is we disagree Okay, that's good. We disagree a lot. Yeah. But I actually think that's a really good thing because I think from that, you actually like kind of have a really good discussion. Yeah, 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 yeah. But we also, the good thing is there's nothing ever personal. Anyone who's worked with Siobhan before or knows Siobhan, you can have a really heated discussion with her uh, about something because, you know, you might be really passionate about it. Yeah. But at the end of the conversation, you can be like, all right, Grant, cool. So do you want to go for a glass of wine? Yeah, Grant, <laughs> cool. And you can just agree to <laughs> disagree and move on yeah. Yeah. and just come up with a solution. And also she's very like understanding in the sense that well okay well that's your thing you know how to do that you go do it and see what the result is and then that's amazing yeah she's great yeah she's great going back to the influencer industry like you've been like there's been so many changes over the years so like what do you think has like changed the most since you first started in it um there's been so many different like eras of like the influencer world Mm -hmm. there was like the initial one where it was all super exciting and people were just like you know emerging and Mm -hmm. you were constantly finding new people you were like creating a portfolio of people you were following that you enjoyed then we went through our first kind of hate series okay which was like the bloggers unveiled world do you remember bloggers unveiled oh oh, I do I it was uh it was such a weird time it was where we first kind of got that taste of like the backlash and yeah. the negativity. And also that is where like the advertising standards yes. then started to kind of come yeah, in. And yeah, it was like, yeah. okay, you have to have transparency yeah. in what you're doing, etc. So that was like uh, the kind of second wave of it. Mm-hmm. And then now I feel like we're in like a, a new wave as well, where one, it, everyone knows what they're supposed to be doing and yeah. how they're supposed to do it. So I don't think we have that That's issue really true. anymore yeah, on transparency. Yeah, yeah. Like you don't see lots of people being called out for like not, like declaring things yeah. as much anymore. But I do think there is now a really, there's quite a, a tough part to the influencer world now, which is, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are so many amazing things that people get as influencers. Like it is sickening sometimes. Yeah. Like it is sickening. There's <laughs> yeah. trips to Hawaii. There's trips, do you know what I mean? There is amazing things that You brought a few there. people over to Hawaii. I did. <laughs> I got to go on that Hawaii trip. Yeah. It was amazing, people. <laughs> but like on the other side of it, like, and I mean, it depends. I think it depends on like your, there's, there's a balance. Yeah. Because there's also the horrible world of hate out there Absolutely. where, you know, yeah, people are, people are super negative to people. I have no problem with someone calling out someone or commenting on something that is a sincere comment on what they're doing. Yeah. If they're pointing out something that maybe they've missed and listen, we're all human. You can miss absolutely, things. Absolutely, yeah. I think there's absolutely no issue with saying, hey, I disagree with that thing. Mm-hmm. But when it becomes personal and when it becomes super um, 
hateful. Yeah. Uh, there's a vitriol online now where people just feel they can say anything about anyone. And regardless of what people say, like, I mean, I'm a fairly positive person. Things pretty much roll off me. I don't really get too upset about things. But sometimes when you read things about yourself online, it can be really hard. Like it can be really hard because, you know, genuinely you are trying to do your best. Like yeah. I don't think anyone out there is going out there to like try and pull the wool over anyone's eyes. Everyone's intention is to do like a good job. Yeah. Like with for the brand, for your followers and for yourself. But I think um, that part, if you don't have a thick shell, uh, can really damage people like. Yeah, and also weird. it makes you question yourself and the things that you do because your intention is one thing, but obviously someone else has a completely different view on it and yeah. it can actually kind of freak you out and make you stop being yourself. It's you know kind of I mean? sad. Yeah, it is. And also, obviously myself and my husband are both online and like it could cause friction within your relationship as well. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It really yeah. could because they're commenting on your relationship, you know, um, I've read some things re- recently online and everyone loves my husband yeah. everyone loves him and he, he, everyone thinks that God love him having to live with me <gasps> and I'm like you know that is such a hard thing like to have a conversation about in your house to be like so apparently like apparently I'm horrible I'm a horrible person but like you can't take any of that because the reality is Everyone is showing a highlight reel of yeah. their life. Yeah. You do not see what is actually happening in anyone's world. You don't know what's happening in their day that day. You don't know whatever what they're dealing with. You don't know as part of that campaign, is it the brand that asked them to do that thing? Like there are so many variables. So the one call it I have to anyone who's watching content is, you know, take everything with a pinch of salt and understand that you're only seeing 1% of their life. Yeah. Max. Yeah. 1%. Um, and the other thing I would say is if if that person gives you a negative feeling or causes you to not enjoy your day or what you're doing, I know it's like a stupid thing to say, but cut that person out of your life. Don't follow that person. If someone is not enjoying my content and it's making them feel a certain way or they just don't like who I am, that is okay. That's totally fine. Not everyone in the world is going to like me. And sometimes I don't even like me. So it's absolutely fine. But what I would say is just... Take that out of your life. Move it out. Like, like I do it with people. There's people whose content I don't enjoy or don't make me feel good about myself. Yeah. So I just don't follow that person anymore. And you know what? I don't have to deal with that. I don't have to comment on it. It's not part of my world and not part of my life anymore. It can be that simple. It it really can. Yeah. And I know some people have a real like, oh yeah, like just, just unfollow. But genuinely, that is all you need to do. Like that yeah, is all you need to do. Remove them. Otherwise, you are actually perpetuating the negativity. You're actually like... You're feeding, feeding into it. it. Yeah, you want absolutely. it, you yeah. know? And get, like, take a break, Susan, okay? <laughs> Chill out. Do you think um, influencing changes people? Um, I think everyone, every single person uh, has a persona online to a certain perspective. Yeah. You can't, like, put a camera in front of someone and just, they be completely 100% their authentic self. Mm-hmm. It just... You, you can't. It can't yeah. happen. I absolutely am totally myself online, but you, you, you're you presenting a part of your life. You're presenting the part you are willing to share. Um, so I think, yeah, I think, God, I don't know. I think everyone has a certain part of their life that they decide to share. And I personally don't show as much of the personal side mm-hmm. Anymore than I as I used to because 
I was like, I, I don't know what value this is adding yeah. for people. Do you know, I don't know what they're getting from this. Yeah. Uh, and also it's, it was giving people more to comment about from a yeah. personal perspective. And I was like, do you know what? I'm in control here of what I actually share with people. Um, and I know the things that like will bring people joy. And I know the things that like, you know, and it's not always joyous, but I know the things that people will learn from or would like to know. Do you know? Yeah. That, that makes, makes sense. sense. Absolutely. Yeah. You've given us a lot to think about there. Oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> it has come to the end of the episode. Mm. And with all our guests, we asked them one more question. Okay. And that is... For anyone out there that might be like, you know, feeling a little bit lost or they might be wanting to change career or take yeah. on a new job. What are your words of wisdom? Oh, OK. Um, I have two things that I say in the world, because when you go out to do something, everyone always has an opinion. Yeah. What did they say? Uh, opinions are like assholes. Everyone has one. <laughs> yeah. But the thing that I would say is trying to take in anyone's opinion if you know what it is you want to do. So I always say, if those bitches ain't paying your bills, pay those bitches no mind. So if they are going to be paying your bills, then it's an opinion worth listening to. If they ain't, goodbye. See you, later. See you Susan. <laughs> uh, and then the other thing I say is, if you um, if you underestimate the what you do, then people underestimate who you are. So you have to really have confidence in the thing that you do and you know you do well. And as Irish people, we are terrible at it. Yeah. You know, people always say, oh, I love that thing that you're wearing. And of course, our number one thing is, oh, thanks one pennies. You know, we straight away dismiss yeah, the thing that maybe is really good. So I am getting much better at saying, you know, when someone says, oh, that was really good. I say, yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah, Because, you know, I did do that really well. And that is a thing that I do well. So I'm going to, Try and own that. It's easy. It's easier said than done. But, you know, I do think it's something when you're going out into the world or you're making a change or you're doing something to, you know, really have confidence in the thing that you do and that you believe in. And yeah, don't listen to anyone else's opinions. Amazing words to live by. <laughs> thank you very much for joining oh, us. Thank you so much for having me. Olivia. That was a brilliant a conversation. Oh, thank you. Right, guys, if you've been listening along, you know that the episode isn't over yet. Here we have Suzanne talking about the story behind the hot fire palette. Every girl needs a good smoky eyeshadow palette in her makeup drawer. Let me show you hot fire. If you don't know about it, you are living under a rock. You probably remember the amazing launch party we had all those years ago. We literally had a ball. So these tones are, does what it says in the tin. Hot fire, smoky, nice brown tones. But my ultimate favorite color that I use all the time is Ignite. This is the perfect shade for washing across the lid. It just gives you that awake look. I also love Copper Light, so does my sister Carla, for making your eyes look super blue. It has every color you need and the black down here is really good as well if you wet your brush and then use this as a liner and you can smoke it out. Hot Fire is on the market, I think now three or four years. It's still one of our best sellers and I absolutely love it. You gotta try this. Thanks, Suzanne, and thank you to today's gorgeous guest. That concludes this episode of CC Me In. And thank you all so much for listening to the show with me, Olivia Hayes. It really helps us if you click subscribe wherever you're listening, and please tell all your friends about us. See you back here next time.